Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in beautiful downtown Hummel's Wharf. Yes, I am in studio today where Sean can keep an eye on my every move. Awesome to see you, sir. Got the big holiday party tonight. Countdown is on. And uh, the uh, uh, we were just in here. The the soup was in here. And you know what the best sound I heard was? The show intro. All right, so. <laughs> They're going to say the door that just closed. <laughs> no, 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 no. The show intro. Let's rock and roll with the show intro. Uh, Andrew Callahan today. Nathan Davis today. Saquon Barkley, first team All-America as a running back. That has not happened often during this run. It's always been as a returner, all-purpose player. But the American Football Coaches Association gave him the nod as a running back. And that was announced uh, today that he was first team on that. And I mentioned yesterday, too, Mike Kosicki ended up being second team All-American by Sporting News. So that's, that's great for Mike to get that kind of recognition. And, uh, of course, the bowl, bowl game, of course, is two weeks from Saturday. We finally do have the bowl travel straightened out. Jack and I have both talked about going out commercially. Right. And I had a flight all set up from State College to go on the 27th. With the option, by the way, of still having the ability, if I want, to go with uh, the second group, teams going out the 23rd. I'm going to have family here for Christmas. We're not going, I'm not going the 23rd. In fact, my daughter Megan comes back from Guam tomorrow night. I was just going to, I was asking ask you that during the break. I yeah. know uh, you got the. Uh... You got the youngin with the uh, college graduation this weekend. That is phenomenal. That uh, Megan and the uh, dapper groom are going to be home in time for for the graduation and the uh, festivities yeah. on Saturday. That's wonderful. Well, I don't know if the dapper groom's going to be back in time. I think he's coming back the 18th. They had to do it separately. Oh, okay, not together. Right. So they had to. Yeah, it was cheaper. Gotcha. To do. Well, that's fine. So she's coming back tomorrow night about 10:45. And so I'm going to have the entire family here for Christmas weekend. Wonderful. So I'm not going to Arizona on December 23rd with the team, <laughs> even though I do have the option to do so. So Jack and I talked about, all right, well, maybe we'll go out the 27th and we'll do this. Okay. Well, I turned out that I looked at flights, and I was in good shape. I can do it. And then I get a call an hour later from Jack. He goes, all the flights from Pittsburgh are all booked. (laughs) (laughs) So at that point, the two of us conceded, and uh, we're going to go out on the 28th uh, to Glendale. And we'll uh, we'll get there in time to go to practice, and then uh, then we'll go to the walkthrough the next day and whatever, uh, and then come back on the 31st. 
So I'll come back on the 31st and then leave on the 1st because I have to go to Maryland. The 2nd. I have basketball on the 2nd. Second, yeah. 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 So be, the 1st will be a travel day. That, of course, unless the basketball team decides to leave on the 31st, which is entirely possible, then I'll drive on the 1st. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll drive on the 1st in a way where I get there in time to watch the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Thankfully, the game on January 2nd is not at, uh, let's say, uh, Nebraska. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Last year, last year, the game, see, the Rose Bowl was the 2nd, then Penn State played on the 4th. And played Michigan. Right, yeah. so the 3rd, I had to make the uh, flight from Los Angeles uh, over to... Uh, to Detroit. Ah, Steve Williams is here. Good to see him there. Wrestling season's here. Yes, it is. Time to grapple. Time to grapple. Hey. Uh, do you take requests? <laughs> There's a guy over in digital media. <laughs> oh. He was just in here, as a matter of fact. He was just here. But... Uh, yeah, that's so. That's what's uh, going on with the bowl travel. So that's how we're going to do it. Ironically enough, Shikalami at State College tonight. No, oh. and not at the you holiday need, party. Do you need a traffic report? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I can tell you right now where all the good spots are. <laughs> Just curious if you know when the snow is going to start in Center County. Uh, in bulk at midnight. Midnight. It's supposed to start. There might be a little something passing about nine o'clock, but then nothing after that till about midnight. Taking about three inches. Out He's of free and clear. He'll be home though. Plenty of time. Yeah, you'll be free and clear. I mean, you know, you could have shown up maybe earlier in the day, because this morning I spent two hours in six below zero windchill stacking two cords of wood. I can tell you right now. Right? He's planning his trip at that point. Okay. <laughs> uh, who, uh, I would make an investment in Advil because I can tell you right now, I'm buying it <laughs> in bulk. I use a, <laughs> he and I use a leave. <laughs> I, uh, it's like, okay. First of all, Kathy says, do you want to um, uh, have them just you know, dump it on the lawn near the area you want. I said, I'm not going to have them drive in the lawn. I said, that's, that's, that's a big, I said, the truck's not going to drive in the lawn. It's going to wreck the lawn. Well, it turns out the truck they bought, they brought over, there's no way in the planet that truck would have even fit into the area that we need to. Because, you know, because, you know, we have that, that there's a no parking sign, the one you park in front of all the time when yes. you come over. Yeah. Because yeah. I always ask you, I'm always in fear I'm going to get a ticket. Yeah. Well, that's on my lawn. Well, they can't get, they could never get the, the truck they brought, they could never get back. So they dumped it all in the driveway. So I was using a wheelbarrow or going back and forth, you know, putting wood back there. So two cords today. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, so exercise wise, I mean, really, I've kind of I've checked all the boxes for four days. I'm good. I'm all good. Exercise, check, done. Steve goes, uh, Mr. Williams goes, you know, they make heat pumps, right? I have a heat pump, okay? Okay, I'm also married to somebody who thinks it's a little house on the prairie, okay? So what? So what's happening is this. She's always wanted a wood stove, always has, because her parents had a wood stove. And so she's always wanted a wood stove. Now, we have a fireplace. I mean, Sean, you know you've been to the house several times. Right. 
And so we have a fireplace. But, of course, a fireplace, while burning hot, does eventually then suck heat out of the house. So I finally said, all right, you know what? For Christmas this year, let's get a wood stove. Now, my daughter then says, he's only doing that to appease you. So she looks over at me and she says, um... If I wasn't here, would you get a wood stove? I go, no. (laughs) 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 But then I rally, and I said, but isn't it a compliment to you that because you want one, we're getting one? Well played. All right. So I feel in the end, the recovery was very strong and put me on the plus side of life. Then they dumped the wood in the driveway, and I went back to the minus side very fast. <laughs> All right. But you won't receive any messages while you're out in Arizona in a couple of weeks. Uh, honey, I ran out of wood. That's not. Oh, happen. you won't. No, I won't get that message. And, and I also like to point out that the word ignore would come up. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. But they're installing the wood stove tomorrow. So they're installing it tomorrow, which means, yeah, they got to run, you know, stuff down the chimney and so forth, a liner and things like that. And everything is all going to fit in the area, the whole deal. They don't have to build an extra hearth. It all fits, you know, based on, because, you know, you've seen my fireplace area. All right. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. So they're, yeah. they're going, it's going to fit in there. It's going to fit in perfectly. So they're installing it tomorrow. So the wood's delivered today. Fabulous. I would not have thought twice about it, except it's supposed to snow tonight. (laughs) So since it's supposed to snow tonight, in this drive to have a white Christmas, I'm like, I can't have this. Because, all right, so I start, all right, that's it. So I start stacking it. So I start, I stack it what it's supposed to be. And uh, then I got done in time to drive here. Uh... Now, so far, I mean, taking 22 Advil, is that bad? Okay. No, I'm <laughs> I've taken two, two. two. I've taken two. That's it. Two. That's all I've taken is two. I'm not a guy that, that, that – I'm not one of those guys that goes, hey, if I take three or four, I'll, I'll feel less. No, I've never been that way. In fact, I probably won't, I probably won't take any tonight. But I took two. Like, okay. So a little sore, but only a little at this point. And again, exercise. Check, check, check. That's four days worth. I'm really I'm up to Sunday now. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to Sunday. Well, you got a packed and stacked weekend anyway, so it's not like you would add time. I yeah, see what what, what see bowl media dead. See, tomorrow I've got the uh, network show, but that's opposite fans here won't hear it's opposite Santa. Uh so you won't hear that. Then Friday is uh, Bowl Media Day, right? So I've got that, and then uh, there's then there's a practice. So I'm going to go to the practice. Saturday, my son graduates from Lock Haven, and then we're going to the tavern in downtown State College to for for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if we were here, for example, I, I'd have gone to Penn's Tavern. Sure, you would. Uh, you know, but you know, logistics, right? Yeah. So we're going to go there, which is great. And then from there, I'm driving to Fairfax because I got a game the next day. And I'd rather go and stay overnight, especially after a four-hour drive. Instead of driving four, doing the game and drive four on the way back. No. So that's the weekend. And then I'll get back in time, and I got a game Tuesday and a game Friday. And then it's the holidays, and then Jack and I, boom, twenty-eighth, gone. 
I don't know what Derek's doing. We haven't found out what Derek's doing yet. But I will find out because I had the, I need to corral Derek for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to get Jack and Derek on for the show. We will. Uh, looks like they're going to be scheduled for the 29th, the day before the game. All right, that's what we have. We will take a break. The Sunbury Motors studio is in Sunbury today. <laughs> Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kierwitz, 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Penn's Tavern is where you want to celebrate this holiday season. Whatever feel you're looking for, Penn's Tavern along the Susquehanna River can accommodate your needs. Mountain stone walls and wood floors can be found in the original dining area, giving you that old world charm. Continue back to the newly renovated River Room with 12 PA microbrews on tap. Grab a burger and sit back and relax in this cozy pub area. Penn's Tavern has the best gift certificate offer for the holidays. Buy five gift certificates of the same denomination and receive a sixth one free. Penn's Tavern, a piece of heaven. On Route 147, five miles south of Sunbury. Great to have you with us on the show today. 800-795-9565 you'd like to join in. Nathan Davis, head basketball coach at Bucknell, joins us in the next half hour. Andrew Callahan, 24-7 Sports, is going to join us today as well on the show. And uh, looking forward to that. And then uh, Bob Grove uh, on uh, the NHL. The NHL is making another uh, important step. Uh, Seattle has approved money for Key Arena which is critical because that that in turn allowed them to make an expansion uh, declaration to the NHL. And they will be on track. They, they will be the next uh, they will be the next uh, expansion team, I'm sure, in the National Hockey League. That's uh, and that's going to be uh, that's what they're. That's what they want to do. I mean, Seattle would have had it now if they had their act together. Vegas got its act together sooner. Vegas has the team, and Vegas is doing off the charts well. Vegas is nineteen wins, nine losses, two ties. Well, a couple of days after the Pens won the Stanley Cup last June, we had Phil Bork on the old two-nighter. And without hesitation, he said, you know, they may be an expansion team. Not only was he really curious to see how they would do, but he pretty much in no uncertain terms said, hey, if you expect them to be in the cellar, you know, you you may be pleasantly surprised as how they're going to do right out of the gate. Exactly. Well, they have been. In fact, they're six points out of the number one overall seed. Huh? Really? And what they've done is they have put together a model on expansion that everyone that gets an expansion team needs to seriously consider. Wow. And I got to give them, you have to give them credit. And the Penguins will play them tomorrow night. So we're going to talk to Bob Grove about that. The Penguins are an interesting group because, I mean, get this the Penguins, their power play is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Shorthanded, stats phenomenal. Listen to this on even strength. Mm-hmm. The Penguins have scored 45 even strength goals this year, which is 29th out of 31 in the NHL. 
They've given up 103 even strength goals. They're a minus 58 even strength. You would think with all the power players they have, you know, I mean, and the first player I thought of wasn't even Sitter Gino, it was Phil, Phil Kessel. Kessel's been awesome. Kessel has scored a goal in seven of the last nine games. He's been awesome. Scott Boris today took a shot at the Miami Marlins. How about this one? The agent, Scott Boris, said that what they've done, without specifically naming the Marlins, said, we've seen one of our major league jewelry stores become a pawn shop. How about that? Now, since Derek Jeter... And businessman, who's a Bruce Sherman, who, by the way, is a billionaire, bought the Marlins from Jeffrey Loria. They have traded Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees. They've traded D. Gordon. They traded today Marcelo Osuna, the all-star outfielder, to the St. Louis Cardinals. And there's a lot of talk that they're going to take Christian Yelich and deal him, too. Rob Manfred, who happens to be the commissioner of Major League Baseball, said, don't judge them too harshly and don't judge them yet. He says because they're getting rid of payroll that burden the franchise that the old ownership uh, had agreed to. But Boris's point is this. He says you have a community down there that grew to know four or five star players. They have a tremendous outfield there, a new ballpark. They have an excitement that's growing there. They suffered a tremendous tragedy with the loss of Jose Fernandez. As a community, they bonded around that team. Now they're dealing it. Interesting. We'll see how it plays out. But can you believe that someone might have, in a small way, criticized Derek Jeter? Something he's not used to. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And uh, we're going to talk Bucknell basketball now with head coach Nathan Davis as they get ready for Saturday's showdown in Richmond against Virginia Commonwealth. Coach, welcome. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. It's always good to be on. And uh, happy holidays to you and yours. All right. So last time we talked, you said, yes, there'll be a point where I get them for basketball only. Are we finally at that point, Coach? Almost there. We're about 24 hours away. Tomorrow is our last day of exams, and uh, once we get through that, they're all mine. (laughs) (laughs) As he rubs his hands together. (laughs) How do you like to handle that? When it's basketball only, how do you like to handle that uh, in terms of workload and making sure there's not overwork? Well, I think that's a good point. I think that the the one thing it does is – Mentally, there's nothing else that they really are stressing about. There's, they're worried about having to write a paper or the test they just took or going to class. I mean, it's you're able to, to focus more in on what you're doing without as many distractions around you. So um, you can get on a set schedule as far as practice goes. You're not always your practice time's not always moving around. It can be at the same time pretty much every day. Uh, so you get a little bit better of a routine, and then you have more time to recover and, and get your treatments and all that as well. And there's yeah. also more time in the day where you can get some extra film in and right. extra shots and all that stuff. All that stuff comes yeah. along with it. You talk about the extra extra film, for example. How important is that part, the mental part of it, uh, in conjunction with the physical part? 
I think it's huge. The one thing that everyone always says about film is film doesn't lie. Right. And you can tell them one thing all the time. And yeah, let's be honest, not everyone always believes you when you're telling them. You think, you know, <laughs> when you show them on film <laughs> that what's going on, they, they really can't. There's nowhere for them to hide. And they can see exactly what you're talking about. And it's just a way to get all the rep, extra reps in and, and get a better feel for what's going on. Obviously, every game is, is important. But you get three more in the non-con before the Patriot, VCU, Richmond, and then finally you get back home and you play LaSalle. Are these tone setters for the Patriot, or is that overstated? I don't know. I think that what's certainly not overstated is you just want to play well. Uh, we want to be playing well. We want to be playing our best basketball of the year um, every game we play. Um, so I think it's as far as setting a tone, I think it is important that we go out there and play well on Saturday at VCU and then at Richmond and then coming back home for LaSalle. If we play well and are heading in the right direction, then uh, then we'll feel good about where we're going. Right, no question. All right, let's get uh, – uh, Dick Girardi and I use uh, the Ken Palm rankings a lot. In fact, you're 96th in that. I don't think a lot of people realize you're ranked in that spot in the Kempom rankings, but you are. Your adjusted efficiency is 54th in the country offensively. So how have you felt about the efficiency of your offense? You know, I look at we. I'm a big Kempom guy, too. Okay, good. <laughs> and so we look at, I look at the adjusted offensive and defensive and all that stuff. I think the, um, I mean, obviously that's pretty good. Uh, right, <laughs> no, 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 no doubt. You're, you're, you're at that point. And I think, though, the, the other side of it is I still think we leave a lot of points on the board. Uh, at times, and we can be better. I think that we can do a little better job with our decision-making, especially around the basket as far as when to shoot it. Uh, we can certainly shoot free throws better. Um, one of the reasons that I think that our adjusted offense is, is good is our turnover rate is really low right, right now. I mean, it's it's outstanding. It's as good as I've, ever, I've ever seen, but that doesn't take into account some of the, what you would call lost possessions on, on some questionable shots. And for the most part, we take good shots. We do force some things around the basket. We should kick it out. I think if we do that, uh, it allows us to get better. It has a chance to go up. Yeah, your turnover per- percentage, people don't realize, is 12th in the nation. Right. Uh, which is remarkable. Now let's flip it to the other side. Defensively, the number is at 198. Uh, now, you you have short possessions. I mean, you're only averaging 15.6 seconds per possession, which is 44th in the country. Uh, we talk in football all the time. Hey, you scored fast. Sometimes you scored too fast. Um, in basketball, how do you feel about your defensive efficiency and length of possession? Oh, I think the, the biggest thing defensively that we've got to straighten out, and this is part of the game, and if you look across the country, a lot of people are having issues with it. But we've got to do better is, is guarding ball screens. Um, yeah. We actually, when you when you look at advanced stats on transition baskets and things like that, the one area that we actually are very good is transition defense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so we've got to do a better job with some of the ball screens and stuff in the half court, and that will actually lengthen our defensive possession. I think if you look at last year, our, our defensive possession were a little longer even than they are right now, and that's because we were making you work harder to get get quality shots. And if we can get back to that, and uh, we've got the bodies, um, hopefully we're start getting healthy. But we've, even without them, we've got the bodies that, that we can kind of wear on some people. So part of the philosophy is like, like I said, we've got a deep bench, and so we got a lot of talented guys. So we want to constantly put pressure on you, so we don't want to actually slow the game down and give you a break at that end. And we've got, I feel like we've got the bodies though that we can fly around defensively for for 40 minutes, and uh, it should be to our advantage. We've got to be better with that. Point distribution, 33 percent or thereabout from your three-point area. About 47 percent from your uh, of your points come from twos, and then your free throws is, would be 21 percent. Is that a good balance for you, or does it go back to what you talked about? You might need more from the free throw line. Well, I think we certainly want more from the free throw line. Um, I think, to be honest, and and you never want to use your your schedule and that type of stuff is is a crutch and say, well, if we hadn't played as good teams, but the reality, if you look at 
our strength of schedule and our opponents adjusted defense. Yeah, they're thirty second in the country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're eleventh in the country. So we've been playing good people, and part of that comes with they're going to be well drilled and well disciplined. So, um, so there's there's some some of that. But if you look at the games we've won, um, in the four games we won, we've actually made more free throws on our opponent's shot. Right. And we got to get back to that. And that, that's a big part of what we need to do. And part of that is, is defending better and doing without fouling. But the other part of that is making sure we have balance. And uh, we're getting it in and attacking the basket and not just settling for, for quick jumpers. Right, and that's something we point out in our broadcasts all the time. I mean, I don't care whether you're, it's Duke, Wisconsin, whatever. The teams that have always been in the upper echelon of whatever conference they happen to be, take a look at the free throw number. Not the percentage, but if you are making more free throws than your opponent is attempting, that is a big swing number. No doubt about it. I think it also tends to show that you're the more aggressive team. Um, typically, the more aggressive team gets gets more calls, and fewer things go against them defensively. And and we need to we need to be that team. Right. And I say that now we score. Like you said we were you know 111.1 points per hundred possessions. That's 54th in the country. So we got to be doing something, right? Yeah, now, and, and you absolutely are. I mean, there's no question about that. And but I don't think people realize how offensively efficient you have been to this point because you have been. And let's go starters to bench. What do you like about your starting group? All right, and then what can your bench then do to supplement them? Well, I think the thing with our starting starting group is it's a balanced group. And anytime you have the Stephen Browns and Zach Thomas is not a balance, you've got matchup problems for other people. Um, and so the other guys playing off them is a big deal for us um, and getting their shots from kind of things they do. With the bench, I think Nate Sestina is really coming on. Um, with we have some younger guys that are getting in the mix now. They've had a chance to play with John Meek. Now Nate Jones played a bunch a year ago, but didn't end up playing a ton at the end of the injury, and so he's kind of getting back in the mix. And and there's some stuff like that. But I think the big thing is with all of those guys is is to understand in their roles that they don't have to go out there and score 20 points a game. They just need to be solid. They need to shoot it when they're open. They need to defend. They need to rebound. They need to do all the extra stuff that goes on because, like I said, we've got a lot of guys in score. And as long as we play together, we're going to get good shots. It's going to be the other things that determine how good we are and how much guys play. You're being out-rebounded by nearly six per game. Now, I'm going to also, the caveat's going to be, I also understand the level of competition you've played. So that does enter into this. But when you said tape doesn't lie, when you watch the tape and you talk to them about the board work, what are you pointing out to them? Well, I think that early in the year, and really going back to our exhibition with Towson, was glaring that we were not making contact enough with people. Um, and that was a problem, I think, as we've watched more going along. And even in the game with Northeastern, uh, which we got out, I believe we got out rebounded in, or at least it was close, we were doing a much better job with that. And uh, there were times throughout the throughout the early games where we were making contact and like, playing North Carolina, and they're getting all those rebounds, but they're seven foot tall and jump out of the gym. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, there's just there's only so much you can do about it. it. Doesn't matter what you're doing. They get they out rebounded teams by 13 last year in the ACC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that's kind of what they do. And and so you're fighting. Guys are fighting, trying to do a good job. And I think that that for the most part we have been significantly better with that than we were were two months ago. And hopefully that will continue to build. I think that we need to to do a better job consistently on the offensive end of getting second shots. Um, 
And I think we've got some guys that can go do that. Uh, we got to make sure that we're not standing around watching, assuming it's going in. we got to go get ourselves opportunities for more shots. Again, this will go back to level of competition, but if you take your combined blocks and steals, a couple of interesting numbers. You're right now at 73. The opponent is at 92. What would it do for your basketball team to turn the block-steal combo around in your favor? I think any time you can do that, you're giving yourself uh, the other team's getting fewer good shots, and you're getting and you're getting more possessions. And typically, if you're getting steals and blocks, you're usually getting a chance to run out. And we're very good in transition. Um, I think a lot of that comes from just being for us. It, it'll be reflected in us being in better position, not being spread out so much in those things where we can get over and rotate and get some shot block block shots. Let's be honest, we don't have guys other than maybe Nana that's going to guard his guy and block the shot. Right. <laughs> so exactly. a, lot of, a lot of our shot blocks come out of rotations. And, and some of that will go back to, and, and I think that as we start doing a better job positionally, not only will we get more blocks, we'll do a better job of not fouling. A lot of fouls come from being out of position as well. All right, no, no question. Strength of schedule, by the way, the components are at 11. The overall is 17. Uh, you've played a lot of close games along the way. Uh, beat Vermont, for example, by four. Uh, you played quality team like Maryland down down to the wire. So what have you seen in your team as a reaction as to how they have played close games? What have you liked and what do you want to work on? Well, I think the, the, the thing I like is that we are, I think we have a competitive group. And when their backs are to the wall, um, we really buckle down. Um, I think you saw that from playing St. Joe's is how poorly we played there to the way we responded against Vermont, who's as good, really almost as good as anyone we've seen um, as far as the way they play and the response we got from that game. I think you'll, you see it in games when we get down. You look at even back to Monmouth. We're not playing very well. We're down 13, fight back and take the lead. Um, at Maryland, we're up 15. They take the lead. We come back and have multiple opportunities to win the, the game down the stretch. And I think a lot of that just goes back to our mental makeup and the way we respond when when we're down. I think the big thing to take away from it is is that the better teams you play, the smaller your margin for error. And we talk to our guys about this all the time. Um, you got to value the ball. you got to value each possession. You can't take possessions off because, really, if you lose a game by 12, it's only four possessions. Right, exactly. Um, yep. And you don't know when those four are going to come. Maybe if you got, got the right four possessions earlier in the game, you're up four or five at that point instead of down. Um, and it's, it's the understanding that every possession, every game, Every moment, you need to be locked in and focused and uh, and flying around, or else you, you find out that you can't recover from a two-minute drought or a three-minute drought against good teams. That's just too much. Yeah, I know. In, in the Penn State broadcast, we always talk about there are three areas, three times during a game where I, we think that you can put a team away. One of them is the first half. Okay? That's one of the, You actually can put a team away in the first half. And you know, you know what the schedule you played. You played some teams with the with the killer instinct, where they, where they have that ability, which you've seen on tape. Yeah, I think, I think that, I think the most important parts of the game. Everyone always talks about who starts, and typically guys start the people they think are going to be their best five or what have you. But that's not always. I think the most if, if the after four minutes of the game, you still have 36 minutes to, to fix right. it. Right, exactly. Two finishes <laughs> for you. Right. At the, at the end of the first half, beginning of the second half, there's a lot less time if you give up an 8 or 9 0 run to, to recover. There's yeah. not nearly as much time. So I always have thought that, that the, the last four or five minutes of the first half, the first four or five minutes of the second half kind of set the tone for really the way the game's going to be played um, uh, at winning time. Who's, who's going to be in control? Who's going to be the team that's dictating tempo? All that stuff comes down. And then obviously the last six, seven minutes of the game, I always think are the, 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 the most important times right. of the game. Yeah, I'd love to be up 20 to nothing in the first four minutes sure. or 10 to two or what that, but right. if I'm 
if 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 I'm planning it out, I'm going to make sure that the lineup I feel is like the best, gives us the best chance to win, the best matchups to win. It's going to be ended at the end of the first half, beginning of the second half, and down the stretch of the game. And just for the fans, so they understand, on your schedule, your win over Vermont and the Ken Palm rankings, they're in the top 75 and would be the fourth number four team on the schedule to that point, and you were able to win that game 81-77. So that was a huge boost for you in a lot of ways. And I don't think, I'm not so sure everybody knows how big a win that was for you. No doubt about it. And I think the other thing that's been great about this group, and, and certainly we, no one wanted to be four and six at this point, obviously. We were hoping right. to be better. But the the big thing is to to play well, and I think other than really those two games against St. Uh, St. Joe's and Philadelphia, who's obviously pretty good in the A10, and Northeastern and the Colonial, who's who's they've got a good program going. Lose, we've played pretty well, and we've done that with Kimball McKenzie being out, and Avi Tumor being out, two guys that that have started basically for a year now, yeah, <laughs> and have done done big things. A lot of guys have stepped up and, and done their job to give us a chance to win. Now there's certainly areas to improve, and we got to get better. But I like the, our mental makeup. I like where we are. Um, and I know that going forward, everything we want to accomplish is right there in front of us. We've got to go take it. Nathan, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for the time today. I enjoyed it very much. I appreciate it. Take care. Nathan Davis, head basketball coach at Bucknell. They will be at VCU down in Richmond on Saturday. Stay there. They've got then Richmond, the Spiders, on Tuesday. And then back home on Friday the 22nd when they take on LaSalle before they get to the Patriot opener against American on the 29th, which will also be at Soika. We'll come back with more in a moment. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK. <laughs> Rudolph, look below. Those four city blocks of new Fords can mean only one thing. We're at Sunbury Motors Ford. Santa's right. Only one Ford dealer in Central PA has four city blocks of new Fords. It's Sunbury Motors Ford. This holiday season, stop in and see why SMC was voted best in the Valley. Reader's choice for best car dealership in the Valley for two years in a row. SMC has over 88 new Ford trucks with savings up to $13,500. Choose from 33 new 2017 Ford Escapes, starting as low as 19775 And Sunbury Motors Ford has financing as low as 0% for up to 72 months on select models. A new car or truck from Sunbury Motors is a gift the whole family can enjoy. Sunbury Motors Ford in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, serving all of Pennsylvania for over 102 years. Naughty or nice, SMC is where you want to be. <laughs> Great to be with you on a very cold Wednesday. Was it 21 degrees out there? Something like that. Blackjack? Mm hmm. <laughs> this isn't blackjack, pal. It may be 21, <laughs> but it's not blackjack. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, real feel is 10. I mean, the, that's the one thing. I was, when I was out there this morning, I was talking to this story about stacking wood this morning. I mean, all of you, a lot of you have done that before, so you're like, yeah, big deal. And it didn't feel like 21 degrees this morning. No, it was six below when I started. It was one degree. This is real field. It was six below when I started. It was one degree when I finished. And I was fine in terms of, because I, I, I had four layers on. I had actually two hats on scarf and so forth. So I felt fine. I felt fine. But when I finally got in the house, 
then I had to get a little bit of work done at, at home for Channel 3 to do that um, setting up an interview and so forth. The uh, You know what I noticed right away? My feet were numb. And I didn't realize that when I was, because I was, you know, because you're going walking back and forth. Because I was taking, I was putting all the wood in the wheelbarrow, going back to the area I needed to put it in, bang, 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 you know, and then stacking the wood. And it took me about 30 minutes to really thaw out. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how, that's how cold it was. And I just want to tell you, with every single step, two right. words kept going through my mind. What's up? Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not three words. Merlano wool socks. No, no, Glendale, Arizona. You have no need for those socks in Arizona. No. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Me, my cousin Jim lives in Chandler. And he's like, yeah, no, we never need that here. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I kept thinking, oh, boy. Then, then was, the, there were three other words that kept going through my mind as I was stacking the wood. Okay. Okay. Little House Prairie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Fabulous. Would Charles Ingalls do this? The wood has been stacked, Mrs. Ingalls. Oh. Bring the stove. Wood, wood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like my kids my kids said my kids said to my wife. My children said to my wife. Dad's just doing this to appease you. She <laughs> says, are you doing this just to appease me? I go, well, what do you mean? She says, would you do this? I mean, would you buy the stove if, if I wasn't around? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. There's <laughs> always room in the bag for another club. <laughs> well, I would not use it for a shutter. First of all, that's not a real club. <laughs> right. Every time, every person I've run that past, including club pros, yeah. have all looked at me like, well, what? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Rory McElroy, do you have a chudder? What? You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.